0: In the motherfucking suburbs with it. Raw, ping, ba,
1: ba. Hey, yo, Terry. Fuck going on? Hey,
2: how's it going? Prepare yourself for some ignorant shit, nigga.
0: Right. It's like my soul get calm when when the mic cut on. My type shit right here. Make sure you kill me. Oh, crap. The cat Know you got me waking up clutching a 40. All this weed just got me hound. Do nothing else for me. All these bitches in these texts like they fucking adore me. The funny vibes in the eyes ain't fucking with Shorty. Just been combos with me and me. Been stuck in my fucking head. Hide the hurt behind the clout and baddies in my fucking bed. And flying out to Johnny Dang. Little purchase, nothing big. Pop out I'm clutching legs. Smoke them in they fucking head. Stop past mommy house. Land in my mother bed. She know where her baby tripping, Hold me, ain't nothing said. Rest in peace who didn't live. Free the ones who sit and live. Thinking for I answer to my child she been inquisitive wanna change the view change the angle you only supposed to pull it if they make you know your worth. for you only worth what they pay you don't let them tag you with labels nobody living is this stable just thankful mama was able for cable food on the table thank you i hate when i give down say thank you like what if all i had is what i gave you them stitches had to start from the navel was damn near fatal i'm alive because god only call his angels it's crazy Bitch wanna know why she don't get played for me Fuck what you say to me, it's about the Shit you keep away from me, hot girl Summer ain't no place for me, and the pussy good But you don't pray for me, came from a wasteland Prosecutor try to make the case Land, state tense, got my head spinning I don't break dance, blood in my palms Can't shake hands, lately I've been making More enemies than I made friends, that shit A trip, had a bitch, found herself, then She dipped, heard she went to Atlanta to be A nurse, but she stripped, baby I know You gotta do your dirt for the chips But it is what it is, it ain't mine, it ain't his. Watch these niggas, your brother could be a fist This loyal you how you live I flush a half bird, they hit the crib My ex tried to flex on the gram, told her stop it You ran to your ex, I see, but I'm toxic Me and gray, all black in school, wasn't gothic I didn't do my work, but a lot projects Rusty with the triple dub, hardin' with the sidestep Gay cuss forever though, infinity, time left New plug price low, said he down to talk to me Doze off, count 80,000, it was all 20 Shot him, then he dropped, that excitement from the fog Give me reason to answer them dark demons when they calling me, bottle it up. They out of stock, but they got him for us. He still breathing, you ain't shot him enough. It's game code, I need honor and trust. I still don't talk to my father enough. I still don't talk to Alana enough. Profit would be left after the fee. Charged to kill him but he dropped it cause it's me A man of my word, I bought three Cause G respect G, Made Ray rob him if I wanted to be free He took a 25, who the fuck told him plea? New case, wish he never hopped up in the V I know niggas balled up together from the bottom He made a quarter million with the nigga, then he lined him Hey helicopter sirens, been trying to move the package Whatever, just make it happen No job cause of his jacket Plus he beefing with Savage, who on his cabbage His running mate ratted Caught his mama sniffing Then he stopped trapping Regret and apologies. Old oh, kill spirits still follow me. I'm probably never gonna make it where I gotta be. Longest north proud of me. Them bullets still inside of me. The price is on the arm. you really playing for the quality. We roll around. Cuts it. My phone need to hold a pound. Baby cuz die, cause we told him bang hold it down. Caught a shooting case. Mama visit with an open frown. Hospital bed. Had a cry like it's over now. Gang bread. More bread. Dabbling some bitches called Joe. I got some aliens. They different. Looking in my stomach. Nigga wishing I don't end up with the fishes. Know some devils but my grandma I'm a Christian. Ain't no televisions. weirds living in color. Seen a nigga get his soul lift. Middle of summer. Heard it was a confidential nigga. Mentioned the gunner. What if somebody do my daughter like I did to a mother? Nigga gotta chill. Think I changed first time. I caught a kill. Lost screws. Nailing niggas on them drills. Sold a little weed, a little coke, a little pill. Still a sack and catch a bullet running back through the field. Riding longs, we got wheels. I touch my bullet hole, get the chills. It ain't over, nigga. Demons on your heels. Wasn't like the Cosbys. Never had a bill. Pull up the D. Air and I'm just praying Buddy Hill Threesome sign Washington Bitches know the deal It's like I'm really popping on my cousin Brad Bell Nigga too cold I'm just trying long ball like my new bowl. Separate the bag from the fool's gold High point jam, Well, not shoot those Quiet when the truth told Case one, couple technicalities, the loopholes Took a trip, I ain't pack a bag But some new clothes Blue side. me and Moni Mo eating fruit bowls About the rain, push a button, make the roof close Talking about he drippy, nigga Sunday school clothes I don't know how these niggas dance mommy still ain't got a mansion if you all prepared for landing right cause even the greatest they got make a drop time can't make it stop cheese made them change nigga ate the block me i'm trying to eat you on to plate or not chasing something fancy round the telly like jamie fox bloodshot eyes we we'll don't do no cop ties chemists in the kitchen certain mixes made the pot rise gang block no you cannot sell it if it's not eyes grandma asks how you think you made it if it's not god guess i'm wrong because i want them all hit i just shut up before i say the wrong shit.
2: welcome to a brand new episode of sophisticated ignorance. This is the second episode. Um like always, shout out to all our viewers, subscribers, everybody who fucks with the network in general. This is a special return week, so you're going to be getting two episodes of sophisticated ignorance, one on Monday, one on Friday. Um we got the what the second in command at the network. Me. The second in command of the network in the building today. Type shit, you know. What's your name and where can they find you? I
1: am D-Y-G, Pontiac, Michigan. You can find me across the social media platforms at D-Y-G-O-D. You know,
2: like always, all y'all need to do is just search the Burbs Network on your favorite podcast, streaming service, you will be able to find everything we drop, except for on Anchor, because it's Fuck Them, and iHeartRadio, both, both of those. But other than that, searches, we don't be there. Um, Be sure to check out Fresh From the Birds on Tuesday, the Jack and Henny Extravaganza on Wednesday, and then um, and within the upcoming weeks, we're going to have more podcasts coming. We got uh, our uh, all-female podcast coming. We got uh fresh from the kicks coming. We got um what else we got?
1: Big mountains. The yeah, future man. is here. The future is here. Watch that shit. That nigga goofy as hell. <laughs> I, I can't even really like go into super detail, but that nigga future is goofy as hell. So tap into the future. We still got Silver Spoon's under construction. Tone going to be hosting it. 100%.
2: percent
1: we figuring it out, so bear with us for that. And we got Heavy in the Clouds material. like Heavy in the Clouds material. Rappers from out of town tapping in with us, showing love to the birds. Shout out to Fonzarelli from Ohio. He's been showing love heavy to the birds. Yeah, we got big work on deck.
2: So, outside of, you know, the work we doing with the Burbs Network, what else you got on uh, deck?
1: This single with 14-karat gold music. I just showed you the artwork. We can't show the people. Right. But y'all gonna see that. The song gonna be streaming soon.
2: So, the song is from um, when y'all did the the 16 Challenge, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, how was it to uh, feel the work with 14-karat?
1: I ain't gonna lie. Before, before I entered the B-16 thing, ooh was like, this nigga right here gonna do something like draw all the legends. And then he did. He started drawing the names off the hat on the live, and that shit just happened like that. So I knew I was gonna be working with a lot of, like, high notoriety producers. mm mm-hmm. But... Once the process started, it was like it was like a whole different type of excitement. Like I was excited at first, but then once I actually got the beats and my email mm-hmm. from Nick Speed, fourteen k who was my first one from Wheel Black. No, my first one wasn't from Wheel Black. It was who was my first one was from.
2: I thought fourteen k was the first one.
1: You're right. You're right. Fourteen k and Nick Speed. Those mm-hmm. were both for the legends that I put. Okay. So, yeah, it was like, I was excited to see my name next to their names and then, like, to get the beats and hear them and to know that they was, like, catered to my voice. That shit was like, damn, like, you know, like, like, artists always get that that moment in their career when it's like, damn, well, I'm a rapper for real now. Mm. So that was what that was for me, like, yeah, like, I can't be playing. Because it just was like, I don't know. I guess I think y'all would have had to hear like the conversations between me and 14K to understand what I'm saying. Then the conversations between me and Nick Speed. Because me and Nick Speed was on the phone for hours. Like every time yeah. he called me, it was like talking to you. Yeah. Like we've been knowing each other for 10 years. I never talked on the phone to 14K, but we was having like long. Word conversations back and forth, from mm. Instagram, DMs, and text messages. So both of them was like, they was fire experiences. It was like getting to know somebody that I already knew forever.
2: So they specifically made these beats for you. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, all right, let me just go in the stash and get a beat real quick. So they catered these beats directly towards you. I
1: sent um, I sent both of them music. I sent 14 Karat, um, Third Times a Charm. I sent them caskets with me and Cap, and then PM talked me like um venting over a future beat, mm-hmm. and he told me to give him a couple days, and he sent that back. And I did the same thing with Nick Speed. I sent them um, in the name of Jesus. I sent them Third times the charm as well, and another song I forget, but I sent them both separate songs based on the production that I did hear from them. And they sent me back some magic, both of them.
2: That's what's up. Um. So how long, like, well, I know how long you've been rapping, but how so? How long have you been, you know, out here grinding, rapping?
1: I want to say.
2: Seriously, like.
1: Yeah, I want to say. Uh, I want to say the serious grind actually started around 2009. Okay. 2010, when
2: me and Vo went to North Carolina with the CDs. Okay. Well, you talking about when. Um, that's the when first I, time y'all went to North Carolina. Yeah. Okay.
1: I want to say that's when it got serious. That's when me and Vo really started realizing that we can make some real money off of this shit. Okay. We ain't come back here with no CDs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was different for us because it's hard to sell a CD around here. Mm-hmm. To be honest, like, even if you dope, you could be. Everything got to be aligned coming from Pontiac, Detroit, Metro Detroit. we an area full of hustlers, so they want to see, like, they want to see flash. I always tell artists this, and these days, like, you can't get mad about people not listening to your music because the consumer want to be a fan of people that they listening to. Mm-hmm. And if they see you consistently and you own the same shit they own, how can they live through you? So I just had... I took that into consideration and I started changing myself image wise. Okay. Like even even my content. Like it's the same as what I've been rapping, but yeah. it's kind of like it's just more, it's more unique and more like what's the word? Like the shit that I be rapping about, it's not accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like like I know a lot of people who never been to California. 100%, yeah. To a lot of people, that's like to some people, it's like nigga, okay, you be with the caddy, but to a lot of people, especially like the artists like me, that's major to them because they don't know artists around here that's really crossing borders on a consistent basis, linking with artists and doing real rapper shit.
2: Mm-hmm. So, in the past, you know, few years, you've like kind of been ducked off doing behind the scenes things, like doing the camera work making logos, shit like that. So, even though music is, you know, like you would like to say, your first love, what do you prefer?
1: To be honest, this probably going to fuck a lot of people up. I would prefer really just to connect dots. Mm-hmm. I think I do a good job at observing the grand picture and, and like, putting people where they strong at. Uh-huh. sometimes I ain't gonna say it always worked because where I see a strength in a person they might not be like confident in that strength so every time it don't work out but a lot of times the way that I maneuver people and put people in place it lead them on to bigger things so I really like connecting the dots more than I like rapping or shooting videos or doing graphics
2: yeah that's dope so um because if you don't know, this is an interview, but also it's still a podcast. So there's going to be like a lot of random questions in here. Uh, what are you listening to right now?
1: A lot of fucking Detroit music and Pontiac music. I really listen to underground music all day, back mm-hmm. and forth between Detroit niggas, Cali niggas. Well, not. Nah, the niggas ain't Cali niggas. They Indiana niggas, okay. actually, but they in Cali now running it up. So I listen to a lot of underground music. The Plains, By Way of Indiana, and Cali Now. Uh, Guan Gang, that's Fonzarelli really and them that I just shouted out. Juan Stax, Jambino, uh, T-Mac. Rio and them, of course. Them niggas silly as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just heard Uzi sliding on the Coochie song.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, a lot of underground shit. I'm listening to The Next Wave. Niggas
2: who finna be hot in the industry in the next three or five years. I think it's crazy because growing up, I was a, a super lyrical fan. You feel what I'm saying? Me too. And then as I get older, I'm really transitioning to like, I like, t- t- right now, I love Detroit music. It's, is and it- my thing is because. I'm a situational, so certain situation calls for certain music. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, if I just got off work, man, I'm not trying to hear Lupe spit these bars, bro. Put on the crash on yeah. the
1: way home. Sotomy.
2: S- <laughs> s- <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Pause on the side of me.
1: <laughs> John Boyby, somebody with some bang. Yeah. Baby. I'm not trying to go to sleep in the car on the way home from I really hate going to sleep in the car. and That's all I do. So it'd be mm-hmm. like, play some pump shit so I can rap it and I can beat up in a ride.
2: I was having a... Um, who was I having this conversation with? I might have been kind of having this conversation on the podcast. I don't know. Everything is just one big ball at this point. <laughs> but, and I was saying that Detroit might be the second um, big market in music right now how we influence everything. How niggas niggas talking, niggas beats, uh, how niggas dressing, and shit all coming from Detroit. I can agree. It's like Atlanta is still the, you know, the center point of where all the hottest music is coming from. But Detroit is definitely influencing everybody. Even Atlanta? Yeah, 100%. For a fact, like, at this point right
1: now, it'll be... You would be like literally ignoring facts if you was to say Michigan don't got the rap game in the like
2: right 100%. Now. Niggas doing their thing. We just need a few niggas, of, of real niggas, to get on. Facts. Uh, you know, no disrespect to T. Grizzly and the Shines and all them niggas, but we need more. You feel yeah. what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and a variety. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I still like to see Chav do it big.
2: 100%. Hip hop.
1: 100%. I like the shit he be creating. Mm-hmm. The promo he put out for the album he finna drop, that shit made me want to hear some more of his music. Yeah. Said. Oba, I'm, I'm pumped to see him doing the Die Life deal and his mm-hmm. album finished up. I want to see him get his just due. because I feel like Oba been wrong.
2: Been one of the best rappers yeah. in Detroit
1: been hard. I yeah. think it's time, really, to put him in the front. Hundred percent. Like let him, let him get his shine for the world, and let them, you know, let the world really judge, like who got that shit in Detroit. Yeah. I feel like Detroit itself wants to keep over at a level mm-hmm. that he's been worked past.
2: Like I, I, I gotta see. Cash kid on a bigger level, bro.
1: Absolutely.
2: Cash, cash kid, kid might be the GOAT. <laughs> cash, cash kid is <laughs> the punchline king in Detroit. He the GOAT. For a fact. He
1: cash is. kid the punchline king of Detroit.
2: But even like you saying, like Pontiac, like Jambino, he got it. He just got to stop being in dumb situations. You feel what I'm saying? I ain't going to lie. Like Pontiac... Niggas in
1: Michigan know, like, about Pontiac and the rappers that we got, the Mm -hmm. old ones and the new ones. People around here know if you ask the right people. But I don't feel like the world ever going to get that chance to really know what's going on because for me personally, being in Pontiac and seeing what's going on, I feel like the majority of our artists rather prove to each other that they nice than the world.
2: Hundred percent. Like if you look at uh what Flint doing now, they all are together. They're championing each other.
1: Yeah. Even if niggas don't like each other outside the group, yeah. we'd never know. Yeah.
2: Like nigga, all right, you got a video, I'm pulling up, nigga. You need a verse, well, I got you. Oh God. I, I, for the love, you feel what I'm saying? Like, cause Rio could have been out out of here. You feel what I'm saying? But he's still fucking with his niggas and Flint
1: have been gone for yeah. sure. Everybody was talking about him soon as Peasy shared this shit. Mm-hmm. All the niggas who Peasy tapped in with E40, all these big industry people, they was talking about Rio instantly. Soon as PZ
2: yeah. but yeah,
1: he definitely coulda did. He coulda took his ghetto boys check and went to L.A. or some shit. Yep. Soon as he got off tether and not gave a fuck. Mm-hmm. He put Y and J on the track. He put Louis Ray on the track. He put E on the track. Mm-hmm. Every nigga in Flint who could rap, mm-hmm. real, got him on a, t- a song 100%. on the mixtape. So it's like niggas in Pontiac will not do that with they like. It'll take for me to really be a full time rapper and do that for that to happen.
2: Okay, and you're not interested in that at all. So on another note, what made you take this position at the Birds Network?
1: Because it's a it's multiple reasons. One, one I know the potential. It ain't like like motherfuckers be like it could have some potential. Like I know a hundred percent the potential of this. And then for two, like a lot of people believe in me, but like yo believe in me it hit different. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know, I really looked at it like, he ain't gonna ask anybody to do this. 100%. So for him to ask me, I just looked at it like it was important as fuck and special at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's a challenge to me too. That's the third thing.
2: Okay. Yeah, because it's still like a challenge to me every day, you know, figuring out. Because if we look at it, a pod, the podcast market is still an untapped situation mm-hmm. so it's really like there's blueprints of how to make it but there's not really blue blueprints of how to make it mm-hmm. so every day it's kind of like okay well if I do this how many uh likes and shares can this get or how can I get people to listen to that so every day I wake up and I put out an episode it's always like a a mission or not even a mission like uh uh Me learning something new every day. So um, my thing was when I hit, uh, I was just, uh, when I was like, okay, either I'm done with the podcast and I focus on the network or I give up my spot at the head of the network and just do podcasts. It was just like I was doing everything. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, I was out of it. I was like, I don't want to do this shit no more. Because it takes the fun out of it. Because mm-hmm. it's cool to come in here every Sunday and be with your niggas and record or something. But after everybody leaving, I still got to do, put shit together, promo shit myself and all that shit. You be like, Finding man.
1: clips yeah. all that. Yeah. Man,
2: nigga, fuck this shit. Damn, don't
1: nobody know, nigga. I don't know. I don't know, like, far as podcasting, but I yeah. do remember, like, far as when fly gang, I remember being that nigga who was up inboxing our music to mm-hmm. everybody all night. Like I remember like niggas ain't want it's the work that nobody wants to do.
2: Yeah.
1: And that shit does take the fun out of shit.
2: And then it, it got to the point where I felt shit got stagnant. So and it, but that was just personally me feeling that way. Because when I talk to people now who who listen to the podcast and they was like that shit was, you know, still funny and shit to them. But to me, it was just like, all right, it was the same shit mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I felt I needed that break from where we was at to now. Because mm-hmm. now it's like, like I said, I've probably been up with the last two days recording a podcast. What, four different podcasts? Even though I'm tired, I'm not mentally drained. Yeah, you know? that's major. Yeah.
1: That's what. That's the, like the main thing that take me out of being an artist, cause it drains me mentally. Mm-hmm. I go through, like I I have a hard time making music because I be I ain't gonna say I go out my way to not sound like nobody, cause the way my voice is is so damn ugly. Mm-hmm. I already don't sound like nobody, <laughs> so that's the easy part. But it's like. Now I'm trying to make my ugly-ass voice sound sonically pleasing. Mm -hmm. It's like a lot of work. It's so much work. And the people that's fans of me, they be like, bro, I don't hear that. Like, you sound hard. And people that's not fans of me feel like Mm -hmm. that. But, like, to me personally, being as hard of a critic as I am on myself, it's like, bro, I don't want to put that much work into making my ugly-ass voice sound Mm fine all the time. Niggas be like, bro, we trying to hear that shit. You need to be in the booth. You need to be in the booth. Even producers, like, producers be like, bro, we don't got nobody that we want to rap on our beats. Like, we don't want to hear that shit on our beats. There's some producers who, like, really not making beats right now, like, waiting on me to be a rapper. So, it be shit like that that put me in the booth. And then it's the, At the same time, it's shit like that that keeps then yeah, when you find it pressure, yeah. bro.
2: when you finally get in the booth you're like man this is why exactly 100. I, I, listen if nobody don't get it I 100% get it shit. I be, like I was putting together the episode this morning I'm like I hate this shit <laughs> like if I could just podcast and not have to put together shit like bro putting together an episode is so hard it's so difficult mm-hmm. but it has to be done Because freestyling it is going to sound terrible. Like, I could freestyle these type of things because it's an interview. I know what I'm going to ask. But when you're having to talk about news and shit like that, Mm -hmm. I have to put this shit together. Like, bro, I'd be like, dog. I I fell asleep putting the episodes. (laughs) Like, I had to wake up this morning and finish putting the episode together. It's like, bro. But it's what I love. Yeah. With pod, like, that's one thing I would say about podcasting, and uh, I'll forever be grateful to DJ Kobe, is podcasting is something I love to do. Like, I genuinely love doing podcasts. Um, yeah, that shit mentally will drain you or whatever, but I... You got a passion for it. 100%. A
1: passion for like, you even,
2: even with... Uh, a lot of people don't even know this. Even when we took our downtime, I would record a solo podcast every week just to listen to it, listen to myself, to see like, eh, all right, I don't feel I'm feel I'm ready to come back. And then so for like the past month, I've been ready to come back. Like in the August September, I was like, okay, this shit is sounding fluent again. Yeah. But yeah, um, who are some of your biggest influences?
1: Number one, Interstate H, rest in peace. Two, um, J, O, uh, uh-huh. and then number three, Big Crick. Why Big Crick? I feel like um, me and Big Creek real similar in a way. Like In the industry, he wanted the niggas that people know he would like, People know how he land, but mm-hmm. it's like when people get asked in interviews who really the dopest, they don't say his name. So I kind of, I relate with that. Yeah. I relate with people knowing that motherfuckers can't write the shit that I write. But when they ask, ask about who really code in the city, I can relate like niggas don't skip over my name just because it's me. Mm-hmm. I feel like Big Creek.
2: That's, that's legit as fuck. Um, fuck, I had a question in my head. I forgot that shit so quick. Um, what got you into doing camera work?
1: Um, to be honest, it was, it was niggas doing videos in the city before me, but I wasn't seeing a lot of rap videos when I started shooting videos. So it was like, I really picked up a camera just feeling like the artists in my city needed an outlet. So it was basically all around that. The bag report, and then even before the bag report, I just was like, ain't nobody... Telling people outside of here that we got dope shit going on, mm-hmm. so that was that's probably the main reason that I picked up a camera. That's definitely the main reason that I haven't put it down yet. Because if I do, a lot of people always tell me like, if you stop doing what you do, it's gonna be so many people in Pontiac that never get hurt.
2: That but that's a huge weight on your shoulder to be like. Well, I have to keep doing this. Like, say you reach a point where you don't want to do it no more, but if you stop doing it, uh, we could even say go as far as like a generation of musicians won't be seen or heard. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what they saying. So I just been, shit. I just been owning up to that shit for real. That's how. I feel like shit I don't need to be the only one asking rappers questions because I got a unique ass perspective.
2: Mm I ain't gonna ask nobody about no beef
1: or none of that shit but I know people wanna hear about that. So Mm -hmm. it's like we need multiple outlets for the rappers around here. Mm -hmm. And we need like we just need like
2: Pontiac on display.
1: I personally I be doing what I can to keep that going while I'm still doing other things that I feel gonna grow me as a
2: creator. What's the future for why you Rapping merch?
1: I got a thousand ideas. The first thing I'm to drop though is I'm decided on the neon hoodies. Like I love that and you know, motherfuckers. I was gonna drop them like regular black. Mm -hmm. But just with uh, quality vinyl or quality embroidery, everybody like, why you just don't do them neon? Why you don't do them? Like they like that bright color that I dropped the first time. So I'm going to start with that. Probably do full jogging suits Mm -hmm. for the winter. Or maybe just hoodies since everybody dropping jogging suits. But that's basically, that's going to be the first thing. And then after that, I'm going to roll out like, why you rapping? It's going to be, like, not concert tees, but, like, character tees, like the Disney boys. Mm-hmm. I got my man's a black drawing up different, like, emoji characters. So they're going to be hard. I
2: got some of the drawings back, too. So, uh, yeah, for the Burbs Network, I think that's our next phase is getting merch out here. And uh, I just feel it's like it's an untapped market. Because nobody really is representing the Burbs. You feel what I'm saying?
1: Nobody do shit for the Burbs. I mean, I ain't going to say that because it's like the annual shit that they that the community, yeah. the suburban communities do together. Yeah. But far as like on the internet making a big wave, nobody's really like, this the Burbs, this the voice of the Burbs. Mm-hmm. Everybody want to be hood. Mm-hmm. it's so stupid like you got the most suburban people going out their way to be hood now and it's like bro, you don't understand everybody in the hood we want to come to the suburbs mm-hmm. this is not glory right here that's, <laughs> but i don't know it's that's like the trend now
2: So something I've noticed the last couple of years is is you stepping up your style game and dressing better. What made that click? Because oh. we used to be, or you used to be like, man, fuck this shit, I don't give a fuck, nigga. Oh god! I walk out here, whatever the fuck I want.
1: Definitely used to be on stage in pajamas, <laughs> big stage too. I feel like, did I have on pajamas when we opened up for Young LA and Young Drove?
2: No, nah, I think you had on a fit.
1: Positive. I think so. I want to say you. Uh, I don't know. It was a. It was a show that mattered, and I was coming in pajamas. And that nigga voting tweak. That was like the first. That was the first thing that had me like thinking about like buying clothes. But I still wasn't owning shit. <laughs> I started. That nigga vote. He wasn't letting up on that shit. He was like, bro, what the. Bum ass nigga, your <laughs> like, ain't gonna be to Come bro, you be like, bro. Every time we go somewhere, you looking like a bum ass nigga, bro. How you gonna have um busted ass shoes, pajamas, crispy ass hoodie?
2: Who does shit like this? <laughs> you boosting me up my ass, bro.
1: Like you the only nigga I know who will wear a whole filthy outfit in a crispy hoodie. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck, though. That's just what it was. I didn't give a fuck. But it's like, now, the the older I get, the more I say to myself, like, I represent more than me.
2: Okay. So I always got to keep that in mind, and I be on that every day. Like, my girl right here behind
1: me, if you ask her how long it take me to be ready when she say let's go somewhere, she going to for sure tell you, like, 30, 40 minutes. I'm in the mirror slippers going over my shit all type of shit. I'd have damn near turn metro. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be wiping my shit, (laughs) (laughs) alcohol, over (laughs) another, eyebrows. (laughs) Really be happy to get clean. Look my t-shirt like $130. This ain't like me.
2: What? That, that's dope. It shows growth as a person. Facts. Because, like, uh, I, I think I'm digressing. And Man, I, what? I hate dressing up, bro.
1: Nigga be fresh as fuck. This nigga really almost made me go turn in everything I got for the fall and start from square
2: one. I think like I really on a daily basis I hate dressing. I'd like, bro, man, fuck this shit, dog. I'm about to throw on some sweats and a hoodie. And some clean shoes. But that's
1: the cheat code. That's the cheat code. Especially now since we finna do merch. Bro, you could get all the switch you like. Blank ones. And then we could just go crazy with the bird shit
2: on them. Yeah. And
1: you can be crispy. You got so many shoe colors. Yeah. Keep going crazy. On the comfy tip.
2: I just be like, man, I hate dressing up now. I mean I've I be having to do it though. It'd be like
1: face of the brand.
2: Like, fuck,
1: bro. Face of the brand.
2: But I hate that shit, though. <laughs> I do. I really do. I hate that shit,
1: though. That is funny, though. <laughs> I would never expect you to say that. That but you was regressing as far as style go. Because I'll still be feeling like you getting crispier and crispier. That's why. Because look.
2: I just be like, because I'm forcing myself to get crispy. It just don't be like, oh, shit, we going somewhere. I'm about to jump crisp. No, I hate it. <laughs> I'd be like, dog. I really got to get dressed up, dog. All right. And then it's going to take me, like you said, 45 minutes to get ready because I done changed my fit like four different times. Like, I don't like living like that. Mm -hmm. I I like just throwing on some sweats and being up out the door. Listen, I bought these these Nike. I I keep forgetting the name of these fucking slides. But it's the most comfortable shoe in the fucking world. Every I definitely time. been seeing you and them get together. M.D. <laughs> did you have them on at the anniversary party? I might have slid them on that night. No, I didn't get. I didn't have them in. I don't think I had them in. Nope.
1: you're right. It'll, you got them after
2: that. But since you got them, yeah. I have definitely been seeing them because I have feet every yeah. time we link up. Like, nigga, if I just got to do some simple shit, nigga, I'm sliding these bitches on. I ain't gonna lie. When
1: I seen a picture of them, I was like, what the fuck is Nike thinking? I would have never thought they was cold if I ain't seen them on your feet. You know how to put them together with shit. Yeah, these
2: bitches comfortable, Lord. Like, that's really what I... That's what I'm into now. Comfort. I'm into straight comfort. Good material, clothes. I ain't gonna lie shit that niggas be
1: thinking is the dopest shit, it don't be comfortable. It don't? Like, it's crazy that I'm on your head about them fives. Them bitches is not comfortable. <laughs> they, on my feet, ain't
2: hurt, <laughs> they hurt, bro. They hurt. But I don't want them, I'm like, bro. Them bitches sitting the right in my fucking room. I'm like, I haven't even tried them on yet, because I know they're going to hurt my feet, dog. Them bitches hurt.
1: Like a motherfucker. Even like Air Maxes. The Air Maxes that I got, the most recent pair, with the?
2: them shoe strings and shit. Those bitches hurt. Mm-hmm. It's like they so fire. Like 90% of my shoes hurt my feet at some point. <laughs> at some point in time, I'm like, these bitches, dog. Can we get to the crib? It's, that's burning. We sound like women. <laughs> heels. But it's the truth, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> it really costs to be crazy. as a man. Don't think that shit is yeah, exclusive. And man clothes are so expensive, dog. Man. Like, I'm uh, getting my winter clothes together. I'll be like, bro, fuck this shit. It definitely costs hella money to look like something. Mm-hmm. But it's either you a bum-ass nigga or you spend money to look good. Mm-hmm. They got little
1: finesses, though. Hey. Shout out to Threadbeast. I yeah. got a subscription with them niggas. They be sending me some cracks. I still sometimes trip some months and buy shit that I don't need, even though they sending me clothes and shoes. But, Threadbeats, shout out to y'all. Tap in with them if you don't like shopping there and get you some crispy shit, a couple crispy outfits every month. Can't be no cheap ass nigga though. You gotta
2: get a premium package to get a couple outfits and some shoes. Well, so just a website?
1: They like, um, I mean, yeah, it's a website. It's like they like a shopping service, okay. kind of like uh, DoorDash or some shit like mm-hmm. that, but for clothes.
2: And they just send you clothes every month.
1: Yep, you uh, you detail like you write them your style, shit what okay. that you like,
2: what you like. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: that's dope. That's dope as hell, bro. They changed, yeah. changed a little bit of my life. That's where a couple of my crispy clubs be coming from. I still shop because I watch niggas like you, Alex Bo y'all oh, are basically the main three niggas who I fuck with style wise and my nigga Dana and I almost forgot yeah. Dana like AJ too you Dana AJ Vo. all oh, y'all motherfuckers fly as hell Alex I will be watching y'all and then what I do is I take shit that I like from each of y'all and I I just put my own spin on it
2: yeah that's what you definitely you gotta do um I definitely learned a lot from being around Alex and, and style-wise. Um, that's really it, for real. Like, people that I learned from. This is, this is Alex. J, I'm around J-John a lot now. Mm-hmm. Um, Ro, uh, like the, the Swishy, the shh sh- them pants. They're my favorite pants of all time now. Like, <laughs> and I hated them. And I hated them. But them uh, bitches? I'm going start calling you Windbreaker Pants Tom. <laughs> Bro, them bitches is so fucking comfortable. <laughs> they is,
1: though. I got some from Threadbeats that was crispy, some Adidas boys. I can't even fit them, though. I put them on and they was fire, but I can't fit them.
2: Bro, them bitches so, I love the, sh- the swishy pants, though.
1: I think, look, this is what I'm getting caught up on fashion-wise. Uh, fall colors, like khakis, the browns, mm-hmm. and then, like, forest green greens and shit
2: like that. I'm falling for the colors right now. So you're trying to coordinate. Yeah. I've been doing a sock thing too. I got so many fucking socks. That's one thing I can't. I don't wear socks. Like, I don't. I don't? I don't wear socks at Never. all. Never? Never. It's rare I wear socks. The only time I wear socks is if I know I got to take my shoes off. I
1: ain't know that.
2: But other than that, I keep, like, I keep a pair of socks in my boot bag.
1: I ain't know that. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Socks feel weird as hell to have on your feet all day, bro. I just can't wear my shoes without no socks.
2: I think I'm so it it started with me not wearing socks with forces. So that transition to me not wearing socks in the summertime, that transition I can't wear socks at all. Like it's it don't even be comfortable. They not.
1: Socks not comfortable. Like right now, I came from event to event. Now my feet starting to sweat. It's mm-hmm. not comfortable. Yeah, I'm
2: sick as hell. <laughs> so, uh, LeBron bitch has one championship. Gang, gang! Congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers. Didn't uh, we
1: bet back from last we year. We didn't bet back
2: from last year. <laughs> we bet back. <laughs> you I tried think, to... I think he's swindling
1: me, y'all. No, bro.
2: He <laughs> did not bet back from last
1: year. I'm going to have to go to the archives and search. Slide I think them, you bet me back.
2: Slide in the archives. I know the stat that you posted on was like, bet back, whole ass nigga. Oh, you right. <laughs> and you're I was right. like, no, I didn't say nothing. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're the one of the best pals. <laughs> Shout out to the Lakers. Uh, They wasn't my pick for the championship uh, this year going into the season. But, you know, you can't take nothing away from them niggas.
1: Good MVP shit, bro. Yeah. You carried them boys.
2: I will say, they be calling some bullshit fouls on on Bron when he drives to the lane. Yeah. That nigga don't be getting fouled.
1: I can agree. That, but he, he
2: is, just big as Mark hell. Versa. Yeah, 100%. It, it's the superstar rule. Mm-hmm. But it be bullshit. LeBron, hey, you big as hell, boy. He is <laughs> big as hell. But that don't mean niggas should get to beat his ass. Niggas don't be beating his ass no more, though. LeBron have not really got his ass beat since, like, Miami. I don't know. I ain't agreeing with that. I
1: just seen him post a picture of uh, Crowder. Oh, listen, he be
2: getting fucked up sometimes.
1: Niggas dirty. They dirty as hell. And then this was fucking me up about the NBA. I don't know if niggas taking acting classes or what, but you don't be seeing all them elbows until they play the (laughs) slow-mo. Like, niggas is getting all cold with them sneak elbows. Like Jimmy Butler did some type of shit. In the air, though. I said, how the fuck did he do that that fast? It was still fast in slow motion. That nigga said, bitch. Like, I said, dog, this nigga slick as hell. And it was like four of them bitches every day or somebody hit a nigga with a sneak-ass elbow, you know, catching to the slow motion. Dwight Howard, this nigga is motherfucking some type of weird Tranny-loving an animal. He was doing all type of weird shit, niggas, all playoffs. I'm like, this nigga ain't ejected yet, bro. He just squeezed this nigga's ass, bro. Like, <laughs> Howard doing all type of weird shit the whole playoffs.
2: And his girl's so cold.
1: She getting checked.
2: I'm sick, I bro. doubt she's sleeping in the same way. I'm sick. but Shout out to T. Cooper, because she cold.
1: It's real footage of him grabbing a man. (laughs) (laughs) You think she's sleeping with him, bro? She uh, is cold. I seen her. Somebody was like, this is Dwight Howard wife." I'm like, yeah, it's
2: It's his fiance.
1: Man, it's his finance. (laughs) Finance. She is not sleeping with this big, this nigga nine feet with colored dreads, (laughs) bro, and grab (laughs) dicks. She is
2: not sleeping with this man <laughs> at night. That's some Hollywood shit going on. <laughs> did Jimmy Butler become a superstar? I
1: feel like Jimmy Butler been a superstar. I, th-
2: I think he was always a star, but I don't think he ever did anything to transition himself to the next phase. You feel what I'm saying? I, I know what you're saying. I feel like...
1: What he doing is what he been doing. He been, on yeah. All, on but the he team. did
2: this on the biggest stage. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because... He never J-
1: have done it in the finals.
2: Jimmy Butler was my nigga when he beat Minnesota th- uh, starters with the third string. As mm-hmm. soon as he did that, he was my nigga forever.
1: I ain't gonna lie, bro. I feel like Minnesota was hyped up. you he is a dog-ass motherfucker, but I feel like they just was
2: hyped up. I feel like he was, like Giannis was getting a Look, lot of... That's Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah, but like I said, uh, I was one of the first people to be like, Miami can beat Milwaukee. I knew
1: that. I knew motherfucking Miami was going to yeah. beat Minnesota. And
2: I was saying... I Milwaukee. And I was saying all through the season, Milwaukee is overrated. over fucking rated. Because if you can slow Giannis down... They lose. lose. Guaranteed. It's, it's nothing to stop these other bum-ass niggas that's on this court. You
1: got 2K21. Uh
2: Yeah, finally got it. You seen Chris Middleton on there? Mm-mm. I haven't even I haven't even played it because I was like, what's the point of me playing this new shit G-in-coming. And the new gen coming? Chris Middleton is fake on that bitch. I believe it, though. I 100% believe Man, it. He's
1: not missing. <laughs> you can have lockdown, <laughs> Hall of Fame, defense badges, Pulling that bitch off one leg, fade, <laughs> Trey like he coming, <laughs> bro. This should be having me so mad. Milwaukee, they like uh, when Miami was winning the ship on two K. Bron and D Wade could do no wrong yeah. on two K. I mean, they was cold in real life. You yeah. on two K. They was
2: just who was the fakest player you ever played with on two K? Uh, ooh, mm-hmm.
1: uh, the Rockets, T Mac. Rockets T-Mac. They had the Rockets T-Mac like he was Orlando's T-Mac. <laughs> For real.
2: I remember you used to play with Denver on 2K. And that shit used to piss me off. Because you had... Chauncey
1: <laughs> Denver, too. With Chauncey. Because you had
2: Denver. Iguodala playing like this nigga was an MVP candidate. Like, bro. Dude. No. Like, you the first person I ever seen play with Iguodala like this. This nigga used to be fading away threes. I'm like, dog. Hey,
1: that was, which two K was that, bro? That,
2: that was, was like
1: the greatest two K. <laughs> that ever. was like two
2: K. Uh, cause we what, like we twelve. Was, was, was Melo
1: on the cover of that?
2: No, it was
1: Melo. Is on the cover when April Dollar was fake, bro. No,
2: let me see. We gotta go to the Googles. Cause when was it in G11? G11, that's
1: 13, 2012, 13, was we only here for two years?
2: We was in G11 for a, for year, a year, and then we was in G12 for a year.
1: Yeah, that was uh, 2011
2: and 2012. I don't think Melo on a cover of two. Whatever 2K that was, this nigga was fake as hell with uh, Andre Iguodala. And Jordan the f- on the cover of 2K11. So it was after that. So it was the ones where it was, uh, um, that they did the years where it was Magic, uh, Larry Bird, and Jordan had their own covers after that. Each. sixteen. 16,
1: got Jordan back on there again. Seventeen got fucking Paul George. I don't think we was no nobody was heavy two K playing. For seventeen
2: niggas was going to work. On what whatever
1: jobs and shit. Whatever
2: year Josh Smith was on the Pistons, because you used to go crazy with this hell ass nigga too.
1: I forgot about Josh Smith on the Pistons. That's actually the fakest <laughs> that I ever had a nigga boy. Josh Smith on the Pistons. Duh. That nigga was shooting trains from, like, the logo. <laughs> he doing 360 windmill alley-oops, catching
2: them bitches. I really had this nigga, like, Prime Jordan on that bitch. A nigga used to be sick. sick. Like, oh, I don't even want to play this shit no more, dog.
1: Yo, the funny thing about that is I got a vine, bro, and that bitch still saved. I could find this bitch all the time with me. First, it's two of them. It's one uh Michael Carter Williams, his rookie season. Mm-hmm. I was fucking this nigga up with Josh Smith, so I tagged him on fucking Twitter with a video of me going crazy on his dumb ass. That bitch got thousands of views. And then I got this one where I threw this nigga Josh Smith this Uber. He caught this bitch like this and brought it (laughs) back. I said, "Dog, I gotta fucking save these replays. I never delete them bitches. The fakest shit ever, bro."
2: Listen, on that note, we about to go into this throwback song. We'll be back in a few minutes.
0: check it out One two one two one two one two one two. check this out,
1: used to never get, cause all I got was upset when niggas used to be like, and try to sweat a nigga like the lip. for no reason at all I can't recall niggas, slow and in my face, down the hall I kicking it in the back of the school eating chicken at three, wondering why is everybody always picking on me, I tried to talk and tell him till I did nothing to deserve this, but when it didn't work I wasn't scared, just real nervous and unprepared to deal with scrapping, no doubt, my baby never told me how to knock a nigga out, but now we're I'm not trying to show no macho is shown, but when it's on, when it's on.
2: We back, refresh, uh, sophisticated, uh, sophisticated ignorance podcast. Gotta get used to this, shit, but uh, we were just talking and um, uh, we were talking about like niggas individual performances and shit from the NBA finals. Um, uh, Rondo was a MVP, had an MVP like the whole playoffs, he was playing at a high level. Um, he in the
1: clouds, MVP. I can't speak for the whole network,
2: Rondo, the MVP in the clouds. Like I said, uh, man, man. If, if Rondo not on the Lakers, this game, this series, yeah, it, it's a different series. Facts. Um, Anthony Davis, I felt he, he played good, but he should have played at a higher level, not especially true. with Bam being injured. Um,
1: man, I feel like I at least needed I needed twelve boards every game from AD. And, every game. And
2: 30. And 30. And 30. Every game. The nigga who checking you injured. And then everybody else is undersized.
1: I need 30 and 12
2: every yeah.
1: game. Because Bron doing it at yeah. 36. Yeah. So I need that from you, AD. Especially if they're going to be calling you the best player on
2: the Lakers. 100%. Because during the season, AD was the best player on the Lakers. Uh, shit, through the playoffs. No, not through the playoffs. Through the playoffs. Until this series. Not through the playoffs. Denver. Brian been doing what he did this series through the
1: playoffs, bro. That's real. Triple double average
2: damn uh, near. Uh, that's true. So, uh, is Brian will Brian win another within the next cause he got two years left on his contract. Will he win another championship?
1: Yes. Both of these. Back to back. Really, that's
2: a 3 because
1: they won this
2: year. Yeah. They finna win next so year. So he gonna 3P this stuff out. out.
1: Yeah. Retire.
2: No. Yes. No. You
1: gotta think, bro, with the conversation we having right now, AD not finished growing. 100%. 100%. But, the end- and some of them finna get the fuck on. You think they finna be taking risks with Danny Green again next year? No. He's out of there. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> out of there. He, he could possibly stay. the KCP, out of there. Marquise, out of there. You niggas is gone. They finna bring in some winners, bro. More winners. Other I niggas. think Bradley Beal coming. No. Think he going to the Clippers?
2: I don't think he going to the Clippers, but I don't think he coming to L.A.
1: You already got a house there.
2: Man, That do not mean nothing.
1: It means something. Hey, when AD bought his house there, he signed. Brian bought his
2: house there, he signed. Brian Ben had a house there though. Like before he signed? Yeah. Right. He had a house there a few years before cause his kids go out to school in California. You right. So, uh listen. The Lakers
1: winning again next year. It, it's out um, to make the
2: bet right now. Bro. We can
1: make a bet right now.
2: Five, $500. Man, five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Uh the Lakers won win the championship. Um cause this is my thing. Niggas is going to get better. Other niggas is going to get better.
1: But who going to be a threat? They team got to get better too. I think, and I don't think, this is who I don't think that's going to get better. That's a motherfucking threat. Giannis. That's who needs to get better. He's not going to get better.
2: I don't think y- Giannis is going to go somewhere else. I don't think Giannis is. Uh, he's absolutely going somewhere else. Yeah.
1: But, listen, and this was going to piss me off. I think he's coming to Golden State.
2: Listen, I'll go on record and say I was the first to predict him coming to Golden State. But I honestly, to to be honest, I would take Embiid over Giannis if I'm I, going think,
1: to- I think Golden State would take <laughs> Embiid over uh, Giannis because Giannis Giannis got a pride about him.
2: Yanis, hey, his style of play don't fit Golden State. Yeah. at the end of the day, Golden State is still going to be running good. Like niggas have forgot because they had an off year, but the Splash Brothers are still around. You feel me? And hey, you got a Splash Brothers that who's had a year. Draymond
1: coming back too. They Draymond, I ain't gonna say he like a stat a stat sheet old yeah. nigga, but what he do what it he, is what, major. what he bring to the team. Yeah, they need that shit. You be pissing off a lot of superstars and taking them out that game. So they going to need that. But. They need that, bro. If Draymond go, they going to be a different team. They going to still be fired because the Splash Brothers is the Splash Brothers. But they not going to be like top two in the West.
2: So uh, I want to see what they going to do with this number two pick. Um.
1: Even though them niggas was ass this season. Yeah. Just like, come on now.
2: I want to see what they do with this number two pick. Me personally, I'll I get rid of that bitch. Yeah. Uh,
1: get rid of it. Get a dog ass center and be
2: Give me a beat. Right, we, got, we got a number two pick this year. And we got Minnesota first round pick next year. And we got fucking Andrew Wiggins.
1: So... Look, Andrew Wiggins a bum.
2: One hundred percent. So
1: that third, that third year, they probably gonna come back to being a top contender. Next year it's over, and I, I can't wait to see Kyrie and KD play together and get that ass beat because they both some pussies.
2: So I think Miami is gonna make a moves. Gonna make a few moves this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, they might get Chris Paul.
1: Miami will be smart to go after Chris Paul. Chris Paul will be smart to retire out of Miami. Milwaukee have a good ass run to get back for that ring.
2: Milwaukee want Chris Paul, but I don't know what they would give up to get Chris Paul.
1: A lot of shit.
2: Miami has
1: so they gonna give up. They so got a dumbass contract, yes. and he ain't producing like that. Mm-hmm. They gonna give up that nigga for sure. I don't know about uh, Chris Middleton though. I think that I think Milwaukee fuck with
2: Chris Middleton. I feel you have to keep him. I think if, they if fuck you want to, if you if you want to contend, you gotta keep him. He just gotta be more clutch. You mm-hmm. feel me? Um, Who
1: they got? Lopez. That they can uh, bargain for.
2: But if I'm OKC okay, and I'm rebuilding. I don't want fucking Brook Lopez to be honest. Depending on, it, it depends on how his contract worker.
1: I don't think it's that big. They might use him just for that like vet knowledge. Yeah. Shit. I don't
2: know. Next year is going to be I, I want to know when next year starts because they still haven't decided when the season going to start.
1: I don't think that nigga Adam Silver going to give him a big dumbass break.
2: No. Y'all niggas had three months off. Like... December. Yeah. That the, the rumor was December, and then I heard again uh, January. So. Is next
1: season gonna be in a bubble?
2: I hope not. I doubt it.
1: I ain't gonna lie. A whole season in the bubble would be lit, bro.
2: I. I don't know how how it can work. It for, ain't gonna work for a full season. Um, you would have to do it. Um. It'll have to be multiple bubbles. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Um, like regional bubbles. Regional bubbles. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Financially, I don't think the NBA is like with no shit like that. Because you would never be able to make that same cheese virtually as you was making and filling the seats. The actual seats
2: up. Being honest, the filling the seats up tickets, the price, that's just to pay your staff and shit. And to pay your bills inside the stadium. Them niggas, the money they get from these TV contracts, they good. Yeah. They good. You feel what I'm saying? So, they really not even worrying about that. It's just, you don't want to have a major outbreak of niggas catching COVID in the middle of a fucking season. Yeah. So, it's kind of um, baseball. Baseball, kind of they kind of figured it out, I guess. Where in the beginning, they was having niggas getting COVID and shit like that. But they in the playoffs now. And, you know, they done figured it out. Football is figuring it out. So, I think by next season, NBA will be able to be like, okay, we could travel to each arena. You feel what I'm saying? Even if we're not paying that, playing at that full capacity, 25%.
1: only reason I was saying that, it was interesting seeing, like, seeing the people... Like the, the players in the NBA that can get off when it ain't no crowd pressure. Yeah. That was interesting. And that, it also brought, like, it brought something out of the superstars who's so used to having that crowd energy mm-hmm. every night, isn't it? Like, the bubble brought something different out of both types of players.
2: Yeah. And it, it shows certain players can't play, like, it's a good and a bad type situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, that was the bubble talk. Um, Doc Rivers.
1: That listen now we gotta go back to the great Josh Smith, bro. My nigga Josh Smith. This was before the finals even started. I'm talking about it was steel town. On the clock, before the Clippers got their ass put out, this nigga Josh Smith was live on the ground I'm like, "Bye bye, Doc Rivers. <laughs> he was even fired there, bro. Josh Smith was on the gram going ham. Bye bye, Doc Rivers. Walk down, God. He's like, no coach in history ever did what you did. You've been walked down three one three time. I'm like, times. Three yeah, times. This nigga Josh Smith don't
2: give no fuck." Yeah. Because the first time was when he was a coach of Orlando and Detroit came back 3-1. That made me hate T-Mac for the rest of his life. Uh, The second time was um, when um, Houston came back 3-1 on Clippers. Josh Smith was on that team. That's why he he pumped like that, because Josh Smith was busting these niggas' ass, dog. Like, this nigga never played this good in his (laughs) career. That boy, he was hitting threes, spinning <laughs> on niggas, dunking. Like he looked like year three Josh Smith. <laughs> he looked
1: like dreams controlling
2: him on the Pistons versus like Atlanta Josh Smith. Like that nigga was <laughs> going crazy. Uh, that nigga was talking
1: so crazy to Doc Rivers. He was like, "Remember, you was talking shit. What you saying to me at the end of that season? Bye bye, bye bye,
2: <laughs> Doc Rivers."
1: <laughs> He really caused nigga to walk down,
2: God. <laughs> <laughs> I think Doc Rivers is might be the most overrated coach of all time.
1: Yeah,
2: he out of there. Um, he's the coach of Philadelphia now, and the rumor is they're thinking about trading Ben Simmons to Minnesota for their number one pick. Ben Simmons,
1: yeah, Minnesota, bro. Who there now?
2: Uh, you got you still got cat, and then you got uh D'Angelo Russell. That's D'Angelo it. Russell
1: straight.
2: Yeah. Cat is like a great value AD. Basically, I don't know. know. Um, <laughs> honestly, I don't care. I need them niggas to be trash again, so that pick. They're
1: gonna be trash. Yeah.
2: Um, I, my thing, I don't fuck with Doc Rivers. I don't think he's a good coach at all. I think he's very overrated. I think he's just been in great situations everywhere he went. Facts.
1: Ain't no way, listen, if I would have been coaching the Clippers, bro, there's no way I would have got walked down this season.
2: Mm-mm.
1: At all, bro. Because first off, first and foremost, Kawhi, get your bitch ass up and play. I'm not trying to hear none of this low management shit. Get your bitch ass up and play, bro.
2: No, we paying you $30 million a year. I don't give a fuck.
1: I'm not trying to hear none of that shit. You
2: good. You gonna fucking play. <laughs> yeah, you, you good. Right? You gonna play 40 minutes
1: in the playoffs. <laughs> so they can what the fuck is you talking about? You getting paid for this. This is what you was low managing for during the season. We're
2: not hearing that shit during the playoffs. I told somebody this the other day. I honestly felt Clippers didn't want to be in a bubble. I don't think they did. From the beginning. They was just like, fuck. For real. We don't want to do this shit.
1: I was seeing, I don't know. I think that we always see Lou Will come in and show out. Mm -hmm. It was like the playoffs shouldn't have been on Lou Will. Yeah. He the bench player. Yeah, the playoffs are not supposed to be on. I hundred percent. It was like he was the nigga that was attempting. Like Patrick Beverly was talking crazy after the game, but it's like nigga, we ain't seeing none of this shit you talking about during the game. You not even padded niggas this season.
2: Uh, not listen, in the you, final, I mean, you, not in the playoffs. You, you never really padded niggas. You was just the irritating ass. Yeah, like extra as hell.
1: I think the bubble really just got gave us a chance to see, like, he ain't
2: really laying like that mm-hmm. on defense bro. Right. Yeah, uh, like 100%. I got, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I hate that nigga, though. That nigga. <laughs> I hate that nigga. Stupid, nigga hey, bro, you done injured, like, six niggas. He injured Russie. He injured my nigga Steph. Uh-huh. Hey, you, you just be out there wild, bro. And calling it, in defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. But yeah. Uh I don't think the niggas wanted to be in the bubble to be honest. I think they was just like, yeah, alright, we here, man. Fuck it. And before we
1: quit talking about hooping, what do Portland need to do to compete 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 and contend better than they did this year in the playoffs? What they need next year. They need to be
2: like basically, where um, Giannis, yeah. Giannis and
1: Dame, that
2: should probably be nice. And and but being honest, I I it's just something about both, uh, not both, uh, Dame Lillard to where he really I don't maybe he don't know how to win. The bigger upper excellent look last year, y'all. Y'all went to the conference finals to play uh, Andrew Golden State. Golden State didn't have KD last year in the playoffs. Well, in the conference finals. And y'all was up double figures every game. Every game going to the fourth quarter, y'all was up double figures. And Golden State came back and won every game. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I
1: don't think about that. Yeah, Yeah, he
2: probably don't know how to win. He not a closer. Uh, Um... Because, you know, he got his sidekick in McCollum. Um, Niggas was like, all they need is another scorer. They well, got Melo. Y'all got, Melo
1: performed.
2: He players. performed 100%. So, it's just, um, maybe, you know, maybe they need a new coach. Maybe. uh,
1: I think they coach fire. I yeah. think they coach better than Doc Rivers.
2: Yeah, Doc Rivers is trash. I don't know. I don't know what it is with that Portland team. But They like, still
1: got McMillan as they coach. No. Who they coach now?
2: Oh, oh, white nigga. He
1: ain't terrible, though. Yeah, McMillan is, is it, uh Indiana, I think. No, Rick Carlisle, Indiana coach.
2: No, Rick Carlisle is uh Dallas coach. You're right. Rick Carlisle is yeah. Dallas coach. And that
1: nigga look sick as hell.
2: That nigga.
1: Rick Carlisle looked like Freddie Cougar now. <laughs> t-
2: that shit was sick. <laughs> you, you know, white people age way faster than him. He, yeah. he looked like. I am alive. It's stressful, man, being a fucking a fucking coach. Yeah. You gotta deal with all these millionaire ass niggas. You like dog, let me just go home and go to sleep.
1: And Russians and shit probably worse. Yeah. You, know, you got Porzingis, Donchik, all these different <laughs> Europeans, they probably
2: like, Who the fuck are you Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, once again, shout out to the Lakers. Shout out to Brian. You still a bitch-ass nigga to me. Um, shout out to my nigga Jimmy. You played amazing. Facts. Um,
1: Kelly Olinick, you a bitch. He needed more
2: help from you, bro. Yeah. Uh, Hero, you were supposed to step up. Um, I'm tired of seeing Dollar shoot them hard-ass jump shots. Them bitches be hitting Iguodala, around.
1: Dollar, you was supposed to do more. Yeah, too. let me, so I was me. saying, All oh, y'all. Yeah. Y'all played, y'all had all awesome, some good games. But it was like, y'all was leaving that nigga Jimmy out there and drive. 100%. He was clearly gassed. He was gassed from the beginning of this series. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all was supposed to, they really was supposed to play how the Lakers was playing. The Lakers was like, Brown was doing his thing every quarter. But at the same time, the supporting cast, they was putting their bodies on the line and shit. On LA, they was like they was making attempts to like let Brown save his energy for the fourth quarter, where Miami wasn't giving Jimmy Butler that chance to save energy for the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. He was having to be a hundred percent from tip off. To the close. 100%. And Brown was getting rest. I think
2: the the difference is uh, the Lakers was able to, at every point of the game, have a superstar on the floor. Mm -hmm. So when Brown rests, AD was out there. When AD rests, Brown is out there. Mm -hmm. And then you got both of them out there. That's the problem that Miami had. Mm -hmm. They didn't have no other star out there, Mm -hmm. you know, to give Jimmy that rest. So that's what you – this summer – You know, Pat Riley, you know, he developed
1: the fuck out of Hero and
2: Robinson. 100%. Um, Hero got it Mm -hmm. to be the next, you know. Um, I like that nigga. Even though I might miss 150 shots, I'm going to shoot that bitch. Mm -hmm. That's all we need. I think they was too hesitant.
1: I think he aggressive as hell yeah. too to be a small frame mm-hmm. white dude like he was driving that yeah. bitch and he was he even though that bitch was getting even like, though
2: that bitch was getting smacked yeah. was, he was he was like fuck it smacked. yeah <laughs> smacking the fuck <laughs> out that bitch like damn. a lot of
1: niggas bro even niggas bigger than him they be scared yeah. to play like that just like the uh, ad conversation we were just having ad is not as aggressive aggressive as hero yeah. attacking the rim. Mm-hmm.
2: Right, like, I just felt, uh, especially in this last game, in game six, they wasn't aggressive at all. They was hesitant on shots. Uh, they was passing up a lot of shots. And maybe, as you know, it was fatigue or whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: They all was playing like they put in the same work as Jimmy yeah. Butler, and that's not acceptable. 100%. So,
2: uh, anything else we can talk about? Favorite album this year before we go.
1: Damn. Let me see, let me go with my recents. I've been listening to a lot of underground shit. I've been checking out niggas albums.
2: You listened to my nigga uh Sur Twenty One Savage album.
1: Not like the album. I've been listening to like songs, mm-hmm. you know, shuffle type shit. I ain't heard no bad shit on there.
2: My nigga the new king of the South.
1: Album? Okay. For me, I'm going with Dolph. Dolph' album been motivating as fuck to me. Okay. He do a lot of talking about, like, just progressing. Progressing. He talking about, like, blocking out the hate. And that's kind of, like, a reoccurring theme for me right now. Like, learning how to ignore motherfuckers that's going to always have some negative shit to say about me.
2: Dolph is, is really motivational. I fuck with Dolph. And, um... My new shit this year is uh, pissing off old niggas. I really get enjoyment out of that shit now. So
1: we could be looking forward to heavy, yeah.
2: Every day I wake up, I figure something else I'm gonna post that's gonna piss off some old niggas. My last one was "Lifestyles," was one of the greatest songs of all time.
1: It is. It's 100% percent Drop that shit right now. It's yeah. 1 07 in the morning. All three of us are gonna start rocking. Yeah. Lifestyle is
2: that. Um, the one before that was 21 Savage is better than Niger Jones. That's my opinion, old niggas. His music better.
1: Yeah. That's what we're talking about.
2: I didn't say he was a better rapper. His music better. He made better music. But on that note. That is episode two of Sophisticated Ignorance. Uh, Where can they find you at?
1: Find me across all the social media platforms. At the Yak guy.
2: You can find me. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me at Prince underscore McFly. Drop the Y at the EI. Listen, people. I went to go change my name today to I am McFly, but that shit didn't look right. So I guess I got to keep uh, Prince McFly because somebody else got uh, McFly by itself. I went on that nigga page and he uh, its an old nigga. <laughs> this nigga be posting like vacation uh, pictures and shit. So I ain't going to hate on this nigga and get this page shut down. <laughs> Live life, my nigga. But you'll be able to find this on everywhere. You could listen to... Um, the network uh shit just search the burbs network um is there anything else I gotta say uh <laughs> like always um uh, sophisticated ignorance is on Mondays We you get a special Friday episode um fresh from the burbs Tuesday uh Jackie and Henny on Wednesday that's it We out, my niggas. Oh,
0: hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me find my tag.
2: That's all I have. We out.